0: And if you need a touch of God today, today today's the day. Let him speak. Let him show up. Let him move in your heart, in your life, in your body, in your situation. We're going to be praying for the lost. We're going to be believing. And today, whatever it is, he is here for you. You know, when I think about that, before we jump into some other things, you know, we always say things in church like, you know, we welcome Jesus or we, we, we want to experience the, he's here. He's always here. He's always with you. So we use churchy words that actually aren't correct. And any day, God's with you right now in this place. He's with you when you're in your house, when you're at your home. He's with you when you're in your car, at your work. And it's all about, Lord, would you help us recognize you and see you and experience you? Because you're here. It's not a you problem ever in our life. It's a us problem. And so this morning, we are giving him just an extended time to say, God, whatever you want, whatever you need. And if you come in and this morning was difficult, I want to encourage you, just rest in him. Rest in him and watch as he takes you to a new place. Or maybe you're so expectant and ready and you're just like, come on, why do you have to preach? Let's just keep worshiping and praying. You know, wherever you're on that, God's here and he's going to show up in our lives. So before we jump into the word this morning, uh, just a reminder Radiant.Family, you can check out all of the events or your church center app. Uh, tons of stuff coming here in the next few weeks. And uh, so I would encourage you to go check that out. Men's Breakfast Evangelism Training, May 6th is a special time. Our evangelist, Joe, Joe Olden, Odin, if I can speak, I can't get the words out. He's going to be here to train. People from all over Ohio are going to be joining us at Radiant Life Church, and so we would love you to come. Sign up for that, and that's going to be leading to the end of July, a missions opportunity right here in Columbus with Revive Church. Convoy of Hope is going to be bringing a semi-full of, of food all week long. We're going to be giving that out, street witnessing, evangelizing, VBSs, basketball clinics, a whole bunch of fun things. And you can be a part of a missions trip right here in Columbus, take a day or two off or just be there in the evenings on Saturday, not even have to take off work, but this training will be a blessing to you, to our church, but also to that. So we'd love to have you co- sign up uh, on the, the website. You can make that happen. You can also sign up today for the Men's Golf League. We need one more person that say, I wanna golf on Thursday night. So the first person that signs up, you're the one, and we'd love to have you jump in. You can do that. There's other things you can check out that are coming here soon. We also just wanna say thank you for giving for your faithfulness to be a part of what God's doing here at Radiant Life Church and as we are able to give to missionaries, mission organizations all over the world, including several that are here in the building today that we get to support here locally and then so many more that are globally. And uh, we're just thankful for what God continues to do here at Radiant Life. Last, I think, announcement for this morning is Pastor Rachel and I, we are super excited because right after church, our sabbatical starts which means that we're going to be gone here for the next nine Sundays, which seems crazy. In fact, that does not sound even appealing to me, like in a lot of ways. Like I love our church, I, I, but also the, the health of what the board and the, the team here and our, the Assemblies of God would encourage us to, to take a sabbatical. And so we're excited. We're going to be, and we talked about a month ago about it, uh, we're going to be going to Israel for a few weeks in there. I just believe God is going to speak. And I want to encourage, if you could do a couple of things for us. Could you, number one, could you pray for Pastor Rachel and myself and our family that it would be a beneficial time? It's not like 10 weeks hang out at your house. It's like we want to get with God. We want to hear what he has, the vision for Radiant Life Church as we continue forward in what he has for us. And so we are pumped. So would you pray for us? Pray with us. The other thing I wanted to ask you to do is would you be engaged at Radiant Life while we're gone, even like extra, Extra here. We're getting towards the the, the big months of May or uh, big in the church. But then June, sometimes people go on vacations. If you're gone, it's okay. But if you're here, come to church. Be a part. Let's worship. Come early. Come to the front. Have a good time. We're gonna go after Jesus as a church family. And so be here be here even more consistent than normal, and if you would, would you pray for Pastor Brian and for the church staff as we are gone, that it would just be a smooth thing. It's all planned out. Everything's going to be good. God's got it. We've been praying, but would you just pray for our team that is here, and I'm excited. In 10 weeks, we're going to be back, and we're going to be ready to go. Ah! Yes, Lord. I don't know where it's going to move on, so that's... (laughs) But we're excited, and we are praying that when we come back, it's not like, "Woo, we made it through 10 weeks, or you made, it's not going to be like that. But we're going to come, and it's like God's been moving, and here's testimony after testimony, salvation after salvation, and that's what's going to happen, as it's not about a pastor, but it's about what God's doing here at Radiant Life. So would you pray for the team here? Would you be a part, jump in, and maybe if you're not serving even, this would be a great time to jump in to serve, to, to be a part of our, our team life here at Radiant Life Church. And would you pray for us as we go and just hear from the Lord and experience. We couldn't be more excited for that three weeks in Israel just to be where Jesus was, to walk where he walked, to kind of touch the things he touched almost, to, to see it. Uh, pastors and people that have been would say it's like, filling in the color of your Bible, like all of a sudden it comes to life because you've been there. You can experience it in a different way. And so we know God is going to speak and we are looking forward to it. Well, this morning we are going to continue uh, looking into this thought of enjoying, enjoying God, enjoying God in the good seasons. Now, I, I don't know, this is just how I live my life is I think life is pretty awesome. Sometimes it can be rough. It can be difficult. Things happen we don't like. But when we put ourselves in a place of trusting God, he helps us get through whatever the situation, whatever is happening. He helps us get to the other side. And this morning, we're going to talk specifically about enjoying feasting, like eating. Anybody, can you raise your hand? That's like, yes. Yes, Lord. Now, I thought, wouldn't it be great if right now House of Japan brought in filet for everybody? Well, it's not going to happen. So. I'm sorry. I wish that would be cool. I just couldn't figure out how to make that happen within any sort of budget. But when I think of feasting, I love to feast. In fact, I would say most of the people in the room, we all have to eat, but feasting is great. Maybe you think of Thanksgiving and you think of all of, I mean, turkey. I don't know why we do that to ourselves, make ourselves eat turkey. But even so, the the things that go with the turkey, all of these sweet potatoes, which... If it's like in our family, it's way stronger on the sweet than the potatoes. There's so much sugar in there. I don't even know if they taste like sweet potatoes anymore. They're awesome. All of the desserts, all of the dishes, all of the things, I love it when you sit down. And it's not only a meal. It's not like we had a couple of things, but it is a feast. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like coming together. And not only by myself. In fact, generally, we don't want to cook a big meal for ourselves. But when we get to cook a meal, and maybe even better, when we cook and other people bring, and it all comes together, and all of a sudden, we've got a whole smorgasbord of food that is just scrumptious, that we love what we make and what somebody else makes, that is awesome, and that we're doing it together. And we sit around, and we talk, and we commune, and we talk about what God's doing, and we talk about life Maybe in your situation, maybe you meet with people that they're not followers of Jesus yet and you get to talk about in your own way, slide in Jesus, slide into that conversation, slide in what he's doing, slide in who he is in your life. There's something about eating and being a part with God. There's something about just sitting in his presence. In fact, in the Bible, we see all throughout the Bible that there are feasts that God sets up. We see all throughout the Bible that in the future there's going to be feasts that we're going to have. Some really great feasts that are going to be coming. We see that Jesus himself feasted with people. In fact, people called him nice things like drunkards and gluttons because he would hang out with people that you shouldn't hang out with as a a Christian or in their day. If we move the words to ours. As a a religious person, you shouldn't hang out with them. Tax collectors, sinners, sinners all of these people. Jesus understood the importance of feasting. You know, we think of this sermon series that we are in the middle of. Some things that we've been talking about and want to continue to keep in front of us is we're not looking for good without God. Sometimes in our life, we just want things to be good. Well, I don't want good unless God is all in it and all through it. We also are not invited to God without good. If we experience God this morning, church, I just want to throw this out there, then there should be some good things that happen in your life. There should be some exciting things this week that take place. There should be some shifts where it was really tough, and now God shows us the way we need to go to get to the other side. So I don't want God without good, because then I'm missing what God is doing in my life. So not good without God, not God without good, but we're after enjoying God in the good of life. We want him to show up and move and do something special. So today, as we look at feasting, enjoying, being a part, I hope that you enjoy and that you just get hungry for lunch. But remember, we're going to worship for like an hour and a half when I'm done. So don't get too hungry too soon. But it's going to be good. Now, before we dive into our three things this morning, something that's interesting about the Bible is there's so much about feasting. And earlier, this, the, the beginning part of this year, we have been talking about fasting, another word that's very opposite of feasting, right? In the Bible, there's many places where you hear about fasting. There's many places where we stop, we don't eat, we don't do that, we pray, we focus on Jesus instead. And sometimes we might even say, well, fasting is so much more important than feasting. And I would first say, I don't know that more important is the right word to use. In fact, in the Bible, I don't know that I wouldn't say we could probably make an argument that feasting is more important. There's way more feasts. There's way more calls to feast. There's way more opportunities to feast. And so in our life, just like fasting is vital for Radiant Life Church to experience growth and the power of God personally and corporately, if we are not feasting together and coming together, then we miss out on what God wants to do. And it's not an either or, it's a both and. We need to fast and to give up food, and we need to come together, and we need to feast. In fact, I love life group nights, because life groups have a lot to do with hanging out with Jesus, hanging out with our friends, and feasting. And sometimes, depending how your weeks go, sometimes at our life group, there's all of this stuff that people home make, and it is wonderful. Sometimes, we do the same thing. It's pizza night and you go buy pizza and you get the box thing. But when it is all these people's homemade stuff and their specialty and like, oh, this is my favorite, there's nothing like coming together, talking about Jesus, hanging out with our friends and feasting. So Jesus fasted and so should we. And Jesus feasted and so should we. Okay, so that's our, our starting spot this morning. But three things that we're gonna look at this morning. We should feast to connect with God there's something about being in a place where we experience God and we experience food as a part of that situation Luke 5 27 says after this he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax our tax booth and he said to him follow me and leaving everything he rose and followed him and Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company that was with them. There's something about connecting with God in food. That Jesus is calling his disciples together. Levi, someone that people would not necessarily have loved in their day. In fact, the opposite says, hey, you are special. Would you come to my home? Would you come and sit with me? Would you come and be a part of something that I like to do with his food? And would you feast? With me, just like he connected with God over some food. Come to my house. Come get some food. We can connect with God over food. We can connect with God by enjoying what he has given us. Sharing a table is so important. And I want to encourage us when we eat, we get ourselves in trouble when we eat because we are having a rough day or we eat because. I just love it so much. We eat whatever. But when we bring God into every part of our life, every situation of our life, then food becomes a good thing, a positive thing. It becomes a joyous thing. It becomes something where we get to come and join together with God. Just like Levi brought God into his home. We get to realize when I pray for my food, it's not just a religious tradition that I have, but I'm welcoming God into the conversation. I'm welcoming in to what is being spoken and what is happening and what is taking place. it It is more important than just a, Jesus, thank you for the food, but no, Jesus, would you be a part of this moment? Would you be a part of this feast? Would you be a part of this time as I replenish my body? Would you replenish my soul? Feasting with Jesus. Levi met Jesus, and Levi called Jesus into his home. But He didn't stop with just coming into the house. And I think oftentimes we can want to do things only with God. But as we began to read there, it goes on and says, And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at table with them. There was a large group that that came and were part. In fact, the group that came were a group that weren't necessarily uh, the church folk of their community, most likely the tax collectors, they, the, the religious people would have put them in that, that group of sinners, of people who are, are robbers who steal from them, who aren't honest. And we should feast to connect with God, but we should also feast to connect with others. Levi says, this is important. This is an important moment. I'm going to have a feast for Jesus. And he didn't even understand all of who Jesus was at this moment yet. But he also says, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to get some of my friends, some of my tax collector friends, some people that also are like me that probably felt a little bit on the outskirts or like outcasts because their own people didn't like them. That, hey, I wanna see and I wanna experience this. So, hey, I'm gonna bring my group together, my community together. We're gonna to feast to connect with others. Feasting opens up a door to relationships. It opens up the door to not only sitting in a row, and I love Sunday morning service, but you know what, if this is all we ever do and we never turn and make circles and talk, we never get together, we never eat together, we never get into each other's lives, then we miss what God is doing. We miss what he wants to do. Feasting is a huge thing to connecting with others. Heard it said recently, in a world wracked by loneliness where more than half of all Americans claim to have no close friends, a little love and a lot of cooking can go a long way. A little love and a lot of cooking. And you know what? It takes effort to put together a feast. When we were kids, my parents, they had a freezer. And this freezer had a stack of DiGiorno pizzas, like this big, always, just frozen. Like I think, at least in my mind, I'm sure there were other things, but there were just stacks of pizzas in there all the time. And when we'd have people over, which was all the time, then we could always go. We knew as kids, we could go grab the pizza, put it in the oven, we could cook. And for us at 13, 15, 17, you know, that was a feast, that was good. That's pretty easy. But when we have people, it takes a little bit more effort generally than throwing the DiGiorno in the oven. If you are a cook, or you are a part of that, or you clean up for that. All, right? It's a process. But when we come together, and when we care for one another, and when we let food be not only something we eat because I'm starving, or eat because I have emotional issues, or all the things that we can do and fall in, into positions of, but we let it be about connecting with those around us. What an impact we can make. In fact, in a world where 50% of people say they have no close friends, you have a 50% chance of inviting somebody to your house that doesn't have anybody that is inviting them to your house. You have 50% chance that you invite just any person in this room and they might not have been invited to someone's house in years. You might change someone's life just by connecting over food. And there's something about, not we have people over and we have DiGiorno pizzas sometimes and that works out. But there's something about showing up at someone's house and they have the whole spread and you're like, this is special. There's something about those moments where you said, Lord, maybe I've been, would you give me discipline to invite people over and to let us feast? Like, I think you feast with us and like, we're gonna feast with you in the future. Lord, would you let us be a people that life groups in our homes and what we do, it's not just about our stuff and what we like, but Lord, I want to pour into the people around me. And the food that I eat, I'm going to let it be a part of feasting and bringing people into the table. Bringing people into the family. In fact, maybe somebody today, I might be jumping ahead of myself, but maybe during prayer time, later on, God would lay somebody on your heart and you go over like, hey, you want to come, your family, come over, join for supper sometime this week. Like that could be the biggest moment of this whole day for somebody is someone saying, I think I'm supposed to ask that person to come have a feast with me. Something happens when we get in the presence of God, when we feast with others. We should feast to connect with God. We should feast to connect with others. And the third is we should feast to connect others to God. Verses 30 through 32 go on. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come, uh, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And when the religious leaders came and said, why, why are you eating with them? Why are you doing this? Why is this what you choose to do? He says, because they need Jesus, they need God in their life. They need connection. And how else are we going to reach our world? How else are we going to let God show up? How else for people that there might not come on a Sunday morning to Radiant Life Church yet, but they might. In fact, they would come to your house if you invite them enough, enough time for dinner. If you invite them to come over and sit around your fire pit out back. If you invite invite them to come over for some good fillet. Anybody in the right mind is going to say, "I'm in." I'm in. What is it going to take? And when we connect with God, the feast we're going to see in the future, God, heaven, eternity is going to be pretty great. We can connect with others, but we need to connect others to God when we eat, when we feast. And if you haven't had people in your home or you haven't invited people out to dinner, if, you, if, if that's, maybe you're waiting on someone else to do that in your life, I wanna encourage you, don't wait. Don't wait on someone else to do it. You go and reach out. You go and ask someone to come and be a part of your life. And it's especially maybe someone that they don't know the Lord yet. And this might be the opportunity for someone to give their life to the Lord because you are willing to make them some food. You're willing to invite them in. And when you are sitting around your dinner table, is there any better spot than to talk about Jesus than while you're just hanging out? And you don't have to get your Bible out necessarily. Maybe you do. You don't have to have some planned thing, but you can just talk about what Jesus has done in your life. You can just talk about and give a testimony of who you were and what he's done. You can talk about how last week was difficult, but Jesus helped you through. You can talk about how you needed God and maybe he healed you or restored you or he gave you wisdom. Whatever it is, you don't have to make it some big thing, just the normal thing of your life. God is so good. And I want to share it with you. And you don't have to say any of that stuff. You just start talking about him over food, over feasting. Today, I want to encourage us to be a church that we're hospitable. That on Sunday morning, I pray that we smile and we love people and we care. But I pray we don't stop on Sunday morning. I pray we keep it going on Monday and on Tuesday and on Thursday and on Friday and whatever day. That we invite people into our lives. That we invite people into what God is doing. Back to a couple of, of things I would challenge us with this morning is set a goal of every day eating at least one of your meals with someone else. For some of you that might be super easy. Maybe you're like us, you have a large family. Maybe for some of you, maybe uh, maybe you don't have a family that lives in your home, so it will take effort. You have to invite somebody or you have to go out or you have to at lunch at work say, "Hey, you want to go get lunch?" Don't do it yourself. Bring somebody along that journey. Parents, is there any better spot? parent your children than when you're eating at dinner eat dinner at your dinner table come together make it a normal thing that multiple times a week you sit down with your family and you just talk as you're eating dinner the greatest conversations happen not because there's some pre-planned setup of what you're going to do but because you're eating you let your guard down your kids let their guard down and you're going to just pour into their lives Make it a safe, fun environment that your kids enjoy. Whatever and whoever it is, every day, eat a meal with someone else. And the second, rally people. Plan a feast and enjoy God and good food. Not just some food, but a true feast. What would happen if every one of us in this room, every household said, you know what, in the next month, I'm going to have a feast and I'm going to invite some people I don't normally invite over to my house. I'm going to, maybe two, maybe I'm going to invite a group of church people and a church or a group from my work or that aren't apart. Or maybe, you know what, I'm going to put them all together because I need some reinforcements and I, I would love to have some people help in that conversation. So I'm going to invite some church people and some people from my work and we're going to have a feast and enjoy food, enjoy God, enjoy each other and we're going to believe that we're going to connect others to God as we sit together. What would happen if every day you're intentional that you're going to eat with somebody in an intentional way, bringing Jesus into the conversation? What would happen if this next month every household represented said, I'm going to invite some folks over, and we're going to make it a God moment? And you pray, you prepare, you get ready for that moment, and you ask the Lord, Lord, would you even speak through me? Something I don't know? Like, God does that, church. In case you didn't know, he's about to do it here in a few minutes. He's going to roll, right? But Lord, I'm going to have some folks over. Would you give me a word of wisdom or knowledge? Maybe something. Maybe I don't even realize in the moment. But I look back and say, God, I think you showed me. So. You, you had me speak something. That was not me. That was you. Let's be a church a people who we enjoy. We enjoy God in the good season. And church, that we enjoy feasting. We enjoy eating together. We enjoy being together. When I think about a morning like this, when I think about an altar revival service, that's really what, in my mind, that's what we get to do when we come before the Lord. This morning we may not have that filet from House of Japan. That might have to wait. But we get to come in the presence of Jesus and we get a feast in his presence. We get to experience him. Holy Spirit's gonna pour into us. He's gonna do something mighty in this place. We get to commune with him. We get to watch the God of the universe change our our mind, our heart, our direction. We get to experience him. It's like we're sitting at a table with him. He's just gonna pour into you. He's gonna share with you what he, he wants to do and who he wants to be in your life. He's so good. And this morning, I pray that the next hour and a half or so that you say, Lord, just like if we're sitting at a table, Maybe I have my arms raised in worship. Whatever, maybe at an altar, being prayed for here in a few moments. Lord, I want to just feast with you and be in your presence. I want to eat and dwell on the word of God. And maybe I have some bad thinking in my life. Lord, would you let your word change us today? Would my bad thinking go away? And instead, would the, the word of God be what I think and what I am and who I am? Would you let this change me? Could we feast with the Lord today? Maybe this afternoon, this week, we have an actual feast with food in that way. But right now in the spirit, can we feast on the Lord? Before we close this time and head towards altar, there's a few verses that talk about feasting. That I I just think, just get me excited. Isaiah 25, 6. In fact, worship team, you can make your way on back up here. Isaiah 25, 6 through 8 says, On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich, rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined, and he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from from all faces and the reproach of his people he will take away from the earth for the Lord has spoken it starts with a feast that sounds pretty good it starts with a feast here in the house it starts with the feast and you know I was thinking about it and it talks about well-aged wine and, and rich food and all of these things and you know what I'm excited for there's a day when there's going to be no tears death sorrow sin none of that stuff's going to be anymore And you know what? I'm looking forward to a day that maybe even well-aged wine is a part of what life is because there's no sin that happens. We're not gonna mess our life up because we put stuff in. Like it's gonna be different, perfect in all ways. And I look forward to the day when God has complete control over every part And we give that, and he takes it once again. And we get to be like, Come on, God, you do your thing. You put out a feast for me. And in the process, you get rid of all of the things the sin and the tears and the death. It's all removed from our lives. The reproach of his people, he will take away from the earth. It's a feast church we have to feast with the lord we're gonna feast but let's do it this morning revelation 7 7 says let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory for the marriage supper of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready there's going to be a feast that's to come and we're going to be prepared and we're going to be ready and that's what today is a part of is lord jesus would you prepare us Would you make us look more like you and talk more like you that one day there's gonna be a marriage supper, there's gonna be something that goes beyond our wildest dreams that we can't even fathom or understand. But Lord, would you let us, would you give us what we can handle for today? Would you do what you want to do in our lives and let us feast one with another? And in Acts 2, 42, it says, they feasted together or it happened and many miracles were performed. How often in the Bible, we could go on and on and on, they feasted together, they prayed together, miracles happened. It all happened. And church, this morning, we're going to feast on the Lord, on his presence. And then we're going to go later on, and we're going to feast with one another with our families, with people. Invite somebody over. Maybe later on this week or this month, we're going to actually make and create a big feast and invite some folks over like it's Thanksgiving, except it's not, because we want to connect people with God and we want to be connected with God. But we don't have to wait this morning. God wants to move in your heart, in my heart. He wants to show up in a special way. And as we come before him and as we prepare our hearts, believe the, the number one thing of, Lord, would you prepare us? And would you get us ready? And would you just let us be what you've called us to be? It always comes down to this moment of, Lord, would you forgive me? And would you prepare my heart? We started this morning. It's not like God is far away. It's not like God has to show up. God's here. He's here. He's with us every moment. He's here. So, Lord, would you help us? Would you help us move and remove the scales from our eyes and the barriers within us. Would you, Lord Jesus, get rid of that stuff so we can experience you and your power so we can truly feast on the word this morning? Not hear something and say, oh, that's cool, but no, let it become our meal. Let it become the, the truth in our life. I wanna ask everybody in the room, if you would, this morning, could we stand together? Could our prayer team, I want our prayer team to make three groups. One group in between these altars, one group in between these altars, one group over here in between these altars. Come and join us. We're going to pray as groups this morning. And how we're going to start our prayer time together is we're just going to confess. We're going to confess. We're going to let God show up. And if you say, there's something in me that I need to ask God to make new. That's where our starting point is this morning. Not something crazy, not something I don't know, that seems, just confession. There's something about coming and saying, hey, I'm struggling. And can I be real with you, these prayer team members? They're not gonna tell whatever it is to other people. They're not gonna share that thing. But there's something about saying, you know what, I've struggled for a long time with this, or I've been struggling this week with this. There's something about naming what our struggle is different than just saying, I just need God to do something, which is good. But today, I want to encourage us. Could we be bold this morning as we ask for prayer and for healing and for supernatural, as we ask God to use us as his missionaries? Could we be bold this morning and say, God, I'm going to even confess with my mouth. I'm going to share what it is. I'm going to confess, God, that you are everything in my life. And I believe God's going to bring healing. And even a moment like what you've struggled with for a long time, we're believing today you're going to walk out and you're going to have a different struggle because that struggle, God did it. He healed it. Can we believe this morning? Maybe you have addiction in your life. Maybe there's some sort of substance or, or pornography or something on the computer, whatever it might be. This morning, could you be bold and say, ah, I'm addicted. I'm, I'm, I'm just hooked on alcohol or on drugs or on nicotine or whatever. Could we ask God this morning to make that thing revolting to you that you would never want it again, that God becomes what you need, not those artificial things in our life, the word says to be not get drunk with wine, but to be drunk with the spirit. So this morning, can we pray that that would be gone? And now that you would walk in the power and the joy of God this morning, whatever you need to give to him, the altars are open. And before uh, we jump into a time of worship, if you've never given your life to the Lord, there's no better moment than right now, than the moment with Jesus. And I wanna ask you if you have not given your life to the Lord, you're not serving him, maybe you've never given your life or you're just not walking with him right now. Right now is the moment and I wanna encourage you in your own words, you can just ask him, Lord, forgive me of my sins, I repent of the past, I make you the Lord of my life. You can go on from there and he welcomes you, he calls you his own, a son or a daughter of the most high, nothing better than that. So this morning, let's repent. Let's give him everything. And if you've been struggling, don't sit in your seat. Don't just say, well, I'm going to repent here. No, today I want to encourage you to take a step. It may be something really small, great. It may be something really big. God's here for both of those things. Let's make our heart right this morning. He's going to lead the rest of our time. We're going to go after him. We're going to see him pour his spirit out. We're going to see him move. People are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. People are going to be healed. People are going to be empowered. But it starts first with Lord right here in my heart. So Lord Jesus, this morning, we wanna feast with you. We offer you every part of us. And Lord, we would ask that while we pray, while we repent, while we confess, while we lay it down at your feet, that you would prepare us, Jesus, to be all you've called us to be. We pray that you would let our faith arise this morning for the supernatural to take place as we give you time and we give you this space, Lord. And then Lord, would you help us not just to do it here, but then all week long to offer you every part of who we are. So, Lord, we want to feast with you now, Lord, your word, your spirit, as we pray and worship together. We want to feast with family and friends all week. We want to have a feast for those that don't even know you to connect them to you and to the kingdom. And, Lord, would you move right now, pour your spirit out. Holy Spirit, we ask you, Jesus. All over this room, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, could you just begin to pray in your prayer language this morning? As we ask God to be revealed, we ask him to move us. Lord Jesus, remove us, God, our, our ideas, our thoughts, our understanding. Lord, we put you first in every way, in every area today. We put you first in every area. Jesus. your Lord, you're good, you're marvelous. You're mighty in this place, Jesus. You're marvelous in this place. Jesus, pour your spirit out. If you want to repent, come. Let's repent. Let's go after the Lord. Let's lay it all down at his feet this morning. The rest of this time, the altars are open to say yes to Jesus. The altars are open to believe that God's going to move in a supernatural way. Let's go after the Lord this morning.